You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. It's kind of like, like I think. Sometimes I feel like my mind is still working, but then the body isn't, and then it's, it's like vice your mind versa. is working for a little bit, and then it slows yeah. down. Yeah, and then I'm I'm looking through and a then window, you're lost. and then a bunch of rain happens on the window, and then I get lost and confused as far as where I am. This, is this what it's going to be like when I turn eighty years old? I think like so. When I that think happens. This is probably like what, yeah, when you start to lose your mind. Is this what it, this is what it feels like? It's weird. It's strangely comforting, and yet at the same time terrifying. It's strangely comforting. In well, what way is it comforting? Well, because you know, it just uh, hey, it's uh, out of my control. You know, and basically I. I literally have a foggy noggin, although literally probably wouldn't be the appropriate term for that. Listening to Greg try to string together words today is amazing. It's just not working. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, Even greatly your delivery has slowed down. Because <laughs> we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network out of Portland, Oregon, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found in. And let me just uh, preface everything, and, and I'll let you know this, you know, if this is your first time listening to the show... This is not how I normally sound. I do have uh, some kind of crazy ass cold that came on over the weekend. <laughs> Sounds like you said you have an ass cold. See, this is the problem. I keep trying to to <laughs> use my words, but my words are not coming out correctly. Seriously, you just very... said that you have a crazy ass cold. <laughs> I don't have an ass cold. That's not what I'm trying to tell. Are, I'm not trying are you to sure? Because you don't really know what one is, so it's, you might have one. It's up on the top. It's it's <laughs> it's my head is where the where the issues lie. In that I am completely stuffed up, and it's. It's really annoying. It's really obnoxious. So I'm trying really hard to concentrate and do this and and, and speak. But uh, if if I go off on weird tangents at some point today, it's because I'm having trouble just following uh, following my own trains of thought. It was the worst today. I'll, I'll say that this is behind the scenes. I want to say a big thank you to Bill at Digital Trends because... <laughs> He had his work cut out for him today. Oh yeah, you did that this morning, didn't you? Yeah, for those of, for those of you that don't know, you know, I I work for Digital Trends too, digitaltrends.com on the side. I can't even say their name correctly right now. Um and I I do I host some of their DT Daily things and then now they have a podcast which I'm the host of that as well. But DT Daily, we have to do it really early in the morning on Mondays and last night going to bed I'm like, "Oh no, this is going to be bad because it's just slowly over this weekend. I had a lot of fun Friday night, maybe too much fun." And it's just, it was like I was so fighting off the cold. So now you're paying for it? I'm paying. Too fun of a Halloween? Well, I had a cold that was coming, but I just decided to ignore it for Friday. And we'll get back to talking about Halloween. There was no way I was going to miss that, cold or not. I'm like, nope, I'm going to ignore it. But then it came back. It came back with a vengeance. But this morning when I went in there at like, I don't know, 6.30, 7 in the morning or something like that, I'm just like, Bill, it's, oh. it's going to be a rough one today. I mean, it's awesome that you have that other you know job, but I mean, God, 6.30 in the morning on a Monday, that sucks. Well, Especially was, if you're, I mean, like, especially if you're sick. Right, sick yeah. and then on camera and speaking on camera oh. and having to be very uh, very precise with what I'm saying. Yeah, that was- How'd that go? It was, it was a rough one. It was a lot of takes today. Usually I'm pretty good. Today it was- Oh yeah, didn't he call you like one take nibbler? Yeah, before? he's yeah, not yeah, today. Not that, today. That nickname's out out the window. No, I was having such a hard time. Like I, one of the lines was like next Best Buy because it's tech updates. I could not say Best Buy. Next Best Buy. Next Best Buy. It was something along those lines. But all I could say was next Best Buy. Best Buy. I could not say it. I could see the word. My mind knew what I was supposed to say, but each take, it took me like four takes to get that down because I could not say Best Buy. My, wow. my mouth would just not work. So anyway, that's a little bit of what you're going to be uh, 
going well, to you haven't really today. talked, and when you when you do talk in here, when you have this so far this morning, you just mm-hmm. um, just kind of ramble like you'll start a sentence and then it just kind of trails off and you never finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really not sure what's happening over on I'm that not side sure of the either. table. I'm not sure either. Everything makes really good sense at some point, and then it's just it's like I go off course a little bit. I'm also still kind of thrown off by the dreams I've had the last couple of nights. I think I've got fever dreams. Anyway. We'll get back and talk about all of these things. Um, Trying to maintain the course of what I'm supposed to be talking about. The Fun Employment Radio five-year anniversary party is coming up on Friday, November 14th. Oh, my God. It is, what, 12 days away? 12 days away. 12 days away. Oh, my God, Greg. 12 days away. The perfect time for me to get a cold. Uh, So 12 days away, the Fun Employment Radio five-year anniversary party. No, see, just get better today. Everything will be fine. Yeah, no, no, now I'll get it out of my system. It is going to be so much fun. I am so excited. Like this is the last week before things really start going into oh high gear. Oh my god! For this. Before things get crazy. I mean, because uh-huh. today, even though Greg is, uh, you know, not feeling amazing, like we still have because we always have like meetings after the show, yeah, so we we're st- doing it. Still got to work. Yeah, still got to work. Yep. But you're not going to overwork because you cannot not be firing on all cylinders for the listener party because we have people coming in from all over the place. Oh, Greg. I know. Oh no, I'll be ready to go. I know we you ju- will. We just got to get some more things in place. Which reminds me, also, uh, one thing I'll just put out here on the show: we may be looking for. Um, volunteer assistance. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, if you'd be interested in helping out, just like small things, but there's a lot of moving pieces to a party like this. And if you're going to be coming to the show, you'd be interested, uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com and just let us know that and then we'll uh, we'll get you on the list and maybe maybe we can take, take advantage and uh, say thank you. That didn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I'm that didn't make any sense at all, what I was trying to say. Take it, did you just tell people you want to take advantage of no, them? No, that's not what I wanted to say. Like, take advantage of their generosity. No, that doesn't sound right no matter how no, it is. I'm going to cut that out of the podcast. No, just, you're not. No, because it doesn't make any sense. I was, I was trying to make a legitimate request, and then it just all spun out. See, this is what I'm talking about. When I'm on my train of thought, like this, so it's a head cold. So you really just on. told people that you want to take advantage. But that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's not what I meant at all. Like I had it perfectly wow. lined up. Like here's how I look tell at it. Tell me like what you're going. To, tell me what you wanted to say. Well, let, let me explain. He's flailing. Okay, so there. Uh, it's like you're driving down a road. You see the yellow line, you know, and it's a perfectly makes sense. You know exactly where you're going. Like say everything else is foggy, but you see that yellow line, and you know to follow that yellow line. It's a really foggy day. That's my train of thought. Everything else is outside, but I found that yellow line, and I'm following it. But then all of a sudden, somewhere in the middle of following that yellow line, it went to a dashed passing lane, and then I just lost it. I lost it. I went around a corner, and I don't know where the line was. I don't know where the yellow line of my train of thought was. Well, you were telling people that maybe we might need some um, volunteers for the listener party. Why don't you go with that? Yes, we do need some volunteers for the listener party. If you would be interested in helping out with us, just small things during the party, it would be great. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Just put volunteer in the uh, title line and the subject line, and we would uh, we would love to hear from you. What it basically is, it'll just be like combing Greg's hair. <laughs> no, it's he not those things. He just wants somebody to follow him around, <laughs> making sure that he's not shiny. Powdering him up if he gets a little, uh, if his nose gets a little, <laughs> little shiny. No, it's not those kinds of things. It's more, more just uh, you know, assistance with like merchandise and uh, different things. I can tell that Greg's crazy because we haven't even discussed this, and he's talking about it on the show. Yeah, it just kind of went off. No, you didn't. Yeah. Like we didn't talk about volunteer. Like we haven't talked about volunteers. No, we haven't. No. No. No, and that's uh, just behind the scenes. Greg is asking for something that I didn't know that we were going to be asking for. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and then I was just like, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to need help with this because there's a lot of things that are happening. Maybe I should just say it on the show without consulting Sarah or any even voicing that idea ever. 
and then just doing it. All right. Um, uh, Greg, since you're in charge of this uh, volunteer <laughs> thing, uh, since you're you know busy recruiting volunteers for our listener party, um, it's being asked, Greg, if you're a volunteer, can you drink? Yeah, why wouldn't of course, you be able I don't to know. Drink? Yeah. That, I don't know, Greg. You're the one that uh, came <laughs> up with this brilliant idea. No. Tell no. me, what are the volunteers going to be doing? There's lots of things that we need help with. We'll just leave it at that, and then we'll figure out the rest later. Um, damn it. Now you're tanking me. Now I, I, now I don't know where I'm going. I'm on a gravel road now. I'm on a gravel road. I'm in the middle of a forest. I don't know how to get back. You've shoved me off. You passed too fast. And you shoved me off the side of the road. Now I gotta, I gotta try to get this thing back on track. So, Greg, how was your Halloween? Oh, it was great. Thank you. Yeah. There's a, there's a turn signal. So, about are you? <laughs> oh dear. God. I've had a lot of cold medicine today, trying to get through this thing. I even missed an appointment this morning, and I never. Miss you an appointment. never miss appointment. Never miss an appointment. I never do. And I messed up and missed an appointment this morning. Luckily, I was able to s- salvage everything, but I got this call at like 10.05. They're like, hey, yeah, I'm here for the meeting. I'm like, huh? Oh, you mean the meeting that was very clearly scheduled for a long time ago that was supposed to be Monday at 10 a.m.? That's how out of it I am, just for any kind of a reference. If you know me, Greg is the highest never- strung person. We've, all re- we've talked about this. Like He sets like multiple alarms and has calendars for everything. Yeah. Yeah, I never miss meetings, but I, I totally, I missed it th- this morning. Luckily, he was able to postpone it just a little bit, and we still still were able to meet this morning. That's oh, what I'm talking ho, about. Ho, ho, ho. That's what I'm talking about. That's what kind of, that's the mental state I'm in right now. That's I missed a meeting. This is like the worst thing on earth for me. <laughs> I never miss meetings. I'm never the one that misses meetings. I, he likes to lord that over everybody, <laughs> but he's never the one that misses See, meetings. other people miss meetings, and then I have that in my pocket for some, time, some other time. Well, maybe I've said too much. Back on the road. All right. We're back on the highway now. So Halloween was this last Friday when I was only mildly getting the cold. So I was only only mildly had it, and I ignored it. And we did a giant theme for Halloween this year. So Friday, October 31st. We were all dressed as giants? We were not dressed as giants. We all dressed up as WWF classic 80s, 90s wrestlers. And let me say this, though. There were probably, how many of us? 10, 12? There were about 12. About 12 of us. It was amazing. It was one of the greatest group Halloween costumes that I've ever been fortunate enough to be a part of. It was it was amazing. Was it not? Was it not, Sarah? It was magical. Oh, I, have that. I to picked say. up the hitchhiker along the way. Sarah, what do you think about the wrestling? Oh, wow. It was magical, Greg. I really, I, I think that you uh, not only personified Macho Man, I really think you almost became him in a way. I think Macho Man kind of ruined me. It kind of wrecked me. I think, well, you were just really putting yourself out there. I mean, every person, you know, that would approach us, you would do like the, oh, you know, whatever your Macho Man things are. Like, Yeah. It was like you, you could anticipate what exactly they were going to ask you and come up with like the perfect Macho Man response. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> well, I did. I studied a little bit of Macho Man Randy Savage beforehand. I mean, I want to. I want to say this though. I have never gone out into public in pink tights before, <laughs> and wear, let alone any kind of a tights. I'm not a tights kind of guy. I'm a big baggy shorts person. Baggy jeans. I don't even like tight jeans. No, like weird, like cargo shorts. Yeah. Cargo pants. Yeah. Skinny jeans are the worst thing ever that I think have, have ever been invented. Well, you can't wear skinny jeans. No. I Well, I don't want to wear skinny jeans. What, what are you implying with that? 
that you're enormously uh, overweight, Greg. That's what I'm saying. That's what, what are I you talking you about? No. no, I'm saying you're just like this small little mountain man. And if you wore skinny jeans, they would look wrong because you have like these weird, you know, like freakishly large calves. And I don't think you could wear them anyway. You wouldn't like the blood flow would stop in your legs. Well, that's that's possible. Yes. But I did wear pink tights out to be Macho Man Randy Savage on Friday night. And it was uh, I learned a couple of things. One, tights are very cold. <laughs> It is very cold to wear tights out in public. It is cold to wear tights. Yeah. Now I understand why women are always talking about how cold they are. I do kind of get that now. Bitches just be complaining about the cold? No, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm like, yeah, damn, it's cold. That, that There is a reason. There is a reason. Now it makes sense. And I, I wore those, and then uh, I also had some women's underwear over that. Because <laughs> it make the full wrestler look. Let me tell you, and that was fun, uh, I... I've never seen Greg more awkward than when we were at Goodwill, which is where we went to get his outfit, uh, where we were in the little girls section, where Greg was trying to find little girl uh, like bathing suit bottoms <laughs> to wear for his wrestling outfit. It was magical. Uh, well, you got to commit, and that's the thing. And I think I, I think I committed. I fully committed this year. So much so, so we, we had our, our group meeting. We all met at uh, Landmark Saloon, actually. Which, uh, you know, 4847 Southeast Division, where we met with all of our different wrestling costumes. And it was fun as, as different people trickled in. And you could see all these other people in costumes that were out there, out back at Landmark. And they were looking, and then some of them, then I would hear this like, that's Macho Man. There's Macho Man over there. You know, because they would see the back of it, because I had Macho Man written across the back. And then other people would start pointing out other wrestlers. And nobody had any idea we were all showing up in a group costume. You know, maybe a couple people that worked there. But the rest of them, they're like, wait a minute. Well, there's there's Undertaker too. Well, that's that's Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and Virgil. Wait a minute, and then they finally put it together, and as we all converge, it was it was amazing. This it is was an amazing night. It's like you're making a movie out of like your memories, the way you're painting it. And that's kind of what it is. In, and then somebody else walked in. I'm looking in the rearview mirror right now, Sarah, and this is what I'm seeing in the rearview mirror as I'm driving forward, following that yellow line on the on the highway, on the highway of my life. It was a good memory. So we, we so we did so that, case, and then well, let's just go through. So we had uh, so since we were talking about all the wrestlers, we had uh, so Greg, of course, was Macho Man. Uh, we had Macho Man. We had Sting. We had uh, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. We had Virgil. we had Virgil. We had Hulk Hogan. We had um, China. We had Scary Sherry. Scary, and I was Scary Sherry. We had Jake the Snake. We had Miss Elizabeth. Yep. Um. Did we already say The Undertaker? Uh, and The Undertaker. Yeah, and The Undertaker. And, and then we Rowdy had a, Roddy Piper. And Rowdy Roddy Piper. But he got, got too drunk, so he didn't make it to the group <laughs> picture. Rowdy Roddy Piper was too drunk to show up on time <laughs> before our group picture. So we did not have Rowdy Roddy Piper in that picture. And that is why it's kind of perfectly appropriate. That's what happened. But we went out that night, and, and one of the things that I really wanted to do that I was so glad we got to do... Was take part in the costume contest. All Greg wanted to do all I night wanted, uh, come on, was to so go and do the costume contest. And so there was this one at a bar um, in southeast Portland. I mean, I'll just say what it was. It was at this, this bar called The Lodge. And we knew their contest was going to be going on at 11 p.m. 
And so I, I was like, okay, we can go out to some other bars, but we got to make sure we're there. So we kind of back-timed it. So we're going to hit up a couple places before, you know, show off our costumes, go and, mm-hmm. like, say hi to people who are, like, going to different parties and stuff. So we ended up going to a different, uh, a couple different places and then right. ended up at this place that we knew the costume contest was going to be happening at 11. Right. And we got there probably, what, 1045? 1045, Maybe, like 1050. Yeah, right yeah. before the con- the costume contest was going to take place. And it was one of those things where you walk in and, I mean, the bar was kind of packed, but there were a couple of people that were clearly – in costumes that were, that were kind of the bells of the ball for there, that everybody was like gathering around. They had clearly put the most work into their costume. They were like top dog, probably sitting there most of the night thinking, yep, I'm going to win this costume contest because everybody's coming up and telling me what a great costume I've got. And there was this one guy there who was dressed as Fred Flintstone. And you I feel, ruined his night. I feel so, I feel bad in a way, and in a way I don't. So we roll in. You know, at that point, we'd lost a couple of wrestlers along the way. A but couple would, of them had <laughs> bowed I'd out. I'd say we were about seven wrestlers deep at that point. Seven, eight. Yeah, probably about eight. Yeah, eight yeah. wrestlers deep. And we just roll in and just, like, taking over this place. And it was the the look on Fred Flintstone's face was just one of, oh, 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 no. Oh, <laughs> no, no. no. What are you guys doing here right before <laughs> the contest takes place? So we're there for like 10 minutes, and it's like, all right, costume contest time. And we roll up to the stage, and the the guy who was running it just kind of passed a mic around to everybody who entered so they could explain who they were if they if they if if it wasn't clear. And that was his biggest mistake. Well, it was, because I didn't know, because I, too, was in the costume contest, but I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, I don't know how to, how am I supposed to talk like Scary yeah. Sherry? I have no idea. Right. Well, I knew how to talk like Macho Man. Yes, you did. And I'd had a couple of drinks, and I was wearing pink tights, handing me a microphone. Worst mistake ever. Because I decided to take that opportunity to uh, advertise who I was to the rest of the crowd, to all of these random strangers, and welcome them to the Macho Kingdom, the Kingdom of Madness. Yeah, brother. And I did that, and I kind of went off for a while and then handed the microphone back. And he went around the group. I ended up winning. Uh, I did get first place in the costume contest. Uh, Tristan, going as Ted DB, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, he got second place. And then third place, I think he kind of felt bad, so Fred Flintstone got third place. <laughs> that Fred Flintstone guy was so sad. Like, he just, you ruined his night. Like, when we walked in, you saw, I, I saw, like, his face fall. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was one of those times where it's just like, I feel kind of bad. Yeah. What's going on? Greg's kind of like looking everywhere, just kind of drifting off but, in and out of consciousness. But then again, it was kind of the greatest thing ever because it, it did feel, it felt kind of good going in and taking something like that. Taking it away. Taking it away. Well, good. Yeah. I felt bad for Fred Flintstone. So we made it through Halloween night. That was awesome. That was it great. Was, it was so much fun. It but was. then Saturday was when things started to turn and you started to feel a little bit ill. Well, I, I, to be honest, I was starting to feel ill on Friday. I just was like, nope, I'm going to drink and just ignore that. Just through it. I'm not going to. I mean, I've waited so long for this Halloween, this group wrestling contest. There is nothing that's going to keep me from that. But then it all caught up on Saturday. Okay. It's, that's when it all started rolling in and it's been going since then. So that's why I'm I'm very foggy today. Things are very Got a confusing. little bit of a foggy noggin. Literally have a foggy noggin. I mean, it's been so much so. I've been having some crazy dreams the last couple of oh, nights. Oh, what, like the fever dreams? Yeah, kind of like those. It's kind of like those fever dream things. Like, basically, do you want me to explain this? I mean, this is going down the I want train. you to never stop talking. This is the crazy train today. All I am, right. I am, I am, I'm on board. Well, I'm in my crazy car. Basically, in the solid yellow line, it's there. Okay, and I'm we need to, to just let go of the car metaphor at this point. Oh, 
gravel I know road. that you're like going to feel like really lonely without it because I feel like that's the only thing that's like keeping you along. Yeah, you'd cut my ties to that. You take me off the road, Sarah. I don't know what I'm going to be. Or doing. you can keep riding in the car. Just stop talking you're about the car. Taking my driver's license away, and this is this is going to be a problem. This is also how I'm going to be in like 40 years. Interesting. Okay, here's the dream I've been having. It's happened two nights in a row, and it's really vivid. Maybe you can explain to me and tell me what this what this means. Okay. What this is like. So here's the thing. The dream starts off, and I join. It's not the Navy, but it's like the Navy. I join like a group like military army? thing. No, but I mean, it's, it's not like an actual organization, but it's kind of like... Is that the CIA? It's not an actual thing. It's in the dream thing. It's, it, the Navy would be the equivalent. But it's not called the Navy. But it's the Navy would be the equivalent. How do you know? Because in my dream, I know this. Okay. I, uh, so I joined this, and one of the things I do after I join, so I'm a new recruit to this Navy. This is in my dream. And one of the things I join is this group that they send down under the sea really deep, and they send us in this giant clear ball-like ship. So it's, it's like a submersible. Like in Cocoon? Like it's a submarine. I don't know in Cocoon. I don't remember Cocoon. That was with the old guy. Uh, so they, no, it's in like a giant, a giant sphere, a giant clear sphere. But it's like multiple stories tall. So it's a submarine that's in the shape of a sphere with clear walls so you can see out of it. Does this make sense? So it's like a, a giant ball. Giant ball, yeah, that you live in. Okay, because you keep saying sphere over and over again. Okay, a giant ball. And so I get in that ball, and then you... You ride down like deep undersea. So you go like two miles down and you can see out of it, which is really, really awesome. And so in this dream, I'm there. There's like a kitchen like you're supposed to live in this thing. Bathoscape. Bathosphere. People are calling different things. I don't know what that means. So so I'm riding down in this and I'm like, this is awesome. And you can see out the windows and it's really, really vivid. And you can see like all the sea creatures and stuff like that. And I love undersea stuff. So that was really cool. And then all of a sudden, but they're controlling it from up at the top, up in the the ship at the surface that we launched from. And then they're controlling it, and then all of a sudden they yank us back up. Like, we're in the middle of our mission, and it's like, wait a minute, why are we going back to the surface? And we're being reeled back up to the surface by the, by the like, aircraft carrier. And then we get there, and we, they walk in, and they arrest me, and they accuse me of plotting to overthrow the person in charge. And I don't know who the person in charge is because I wasn't actually doing this in the dream. But they accuse me of it, and then they throw me in jail. And then the rest of the dream is me trying to figure out how to escape from it. And then I finally escape because I knock out a guard, and I take his clothes, and then I escape when they you go to port. You take his clothes? Yeah, and I dress up like a guard, and then I escape, and I get out when they go to port. But then I'm on the run. Okay, both nights in a row, this is the dream that I've had. You've had that exact same dream. Exact same dream. And it's, it's way more elaborate. Like, it lasts all night long because there's, there's all this stuff. Like, the escape thing lasts forever. And this is what the dream is about. It's happened two nights in a row. We're basically the exact same dream. What does that mean? I have no fucking idea. Okay. Well, that was... That was you're in a giant... I'm sorry. I'm, all I'm picturing you is, like, being submerged in a giant clear hamster ball. And then you're in the water and then you get pulled Basically, out. Basically, yeah. But, like, a three-story one. Like yeah. a three-story hamster ball. Yeah. You're in the With water. And then and you get stuff. pulled out by the ship people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're on the run and you strip no, some guy naked. <laughs> I didn't and say strip take his some clothes. guy naked. Play with his dong a little bit. Take his clothes. <laughs> I did not say anything like that. I did not. That was not included in that. Like, I don't even remember that part. All I know is that I ended up, like, I knocked him out somehow and I, I 
took his uniform. That part's a little bit blank about how I got the uniform. I don't really remember that part. You don't remember his live naked body? I don't. Who said he was naked? Anyway. If he took his clothes, he's probably naked. Doesn't mean I took the underwear. Why would I take his underwear? Why would you take his unders, Greg? I didn't take his unders in this thing. No, I just I took the uniform so I could blend in as a guard and then get out. That's what I was doing. Two nights in a row I've had this dream. That's really weird. It's really bizarre. And it's very elaborate. Two nights in a row. I don't know. Like, Do you feel like you're on some... Um, like you're trying to complete some mission, but things just keep derailing it? Mm. And you feel like you have to maybe uh, try and pretend to be one of the bad people in order to you know, be able to accomplish what you're trying to do? Maybe, but I wasn't... Maybe selling your soul for something? No, but I wasn't trying to be one of the bad people. I had to do that so I could get out because they wanted to try me. Like, they were going to... I was going to be in big, big trouble. So I just took the uniform so I could escape before they could... From his greasy, naked body. I didn't say anything about his greasy, naked body. I just said... I just needed the uniform. Why are you focusing on the uniform? That's just the... That's the smallest part of it. The uniform's just what you're supposed to do, so that way I could blend in and look like a guard. Sure. And I walked out when we went to port, and then I was on the run before they figured out I was gone. Okay. And then, you know, presumably there. And were that's it, and then you wake up. Yeah. I go out, and I'm trying to figure out. I once, I once I get out onto the dock, I'm, like, walking towards the land, and then that's when the dream ends. Like, I'm walking towards the land, and I'm trying to, and I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, i got to find some place to hide, because they're going to start looking for me. They're going to figure it out here at some point. i got to get out of here now. And then, boom, that's when the dream ends. Huh. I don't know. Well, uh, in the chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live, uh, Bean is noting that it sounds normal. It sounds like an Indiana Jones kind of dream. That's an Indiana Jones dream? Well, I guess when you're like on an adventure. I mean, I have adventure dreams, too. Okay. Maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, you don't have them very often, but it's the exact same thing that happens. Or are uh, you both, just in the both, same place? No, both nights in a row. It was pretty much the exact same thing that happened. And the part of me escaping, it's like a long, drawn-out thing. It's not like just one really quick thing. It's long, drawn-out all night. There's all Hours and hours and hours. I mean, as far as I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know, Greg. So this is why you're not sleeping is because you're having this recurring dream. No, I'm saying because I'm sick, I was having that dream. I don't know why I'm having that dream. I don't know why. I was asking you to try to tell me why. I'm, I'm sorry, Greg. You I don't took, know. You took my driving license. I lost my, my solid line that I was following, so... <laughs> This is your fault. Now I'm off the rails. Now I'm really off the rails. So I don't know what's happening now. We'll post pictures of our uh, wrestling costumes on this episode, too. Oh, yeah, because we got one, I think, uh, together with our Scary Sherry and Macho Man. Yes. Well, and the whole group photo, too, I think we should post. Yeah, that one's awesome. I have a little bit of World Crazy. Ooh. Just a touch. Well, let's not get too crazy on this show. Okay. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, this is just, a, I spend like a, a few weird stories. Like there aren't usually, uh, there weren't a lot of the crazy Halloween stories, but there were just like a lot of like sad and bad things that happened over the weekend. So it was oh. hard to find like silly, fun things. I found a couple. Okay. So that's just what we're going to have to roll with, okay, Greg? Okay. You're going to have to be okay with that. All right. I'm in the passenger seat. You're driving. Sure. So I don't have to worry about the solid yellow line as much. You're in control of that. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to sit back and relax. Then. First story is at a Port St. Lucie. 
Florida. Oh, Port St. Lucie. Yeah, but it's not a Port St. Lu- it's usually a Florida woman when it's from Port St. Lucie. Lots of crazy bitches live in Port St. Lucie. Well, that's that's fair. But this is about a dude. Okay. Yes, well, a Port St. Lucie, Florida man has been arrested after he decided this past weekend to try and steal a chainsaw by hiding it under his shirt. <laughs> oh, that sounds cutty. Sounds like it would cut. Wow, you really aren't all there today. It's How not a running chainsaw, Greg. Well, yeah, but it's still sharp. Well, he stuffed it in his shirt, trying to trick people into thinking that it was part of his body <laughs> instead of, you know, being a chainsaw shoved Just under his shirt. happy to see you. Yes, uh, this man, uh, the Port St. Lucie man's name is Anthony Brian Ballard. Now, Anthony Brian. Anthony Brian sounds like a Michael Brian. A little bit. Michael Bryan's, though, that's a specific type of child. I don't know. Anyone with Brian as a middle name seems like they'd be a total dickhead. Right. Just sound like an awful person. Yeah. Awful people have Brian for a middle name. Mm Mm-hmm. So Anthony Brian Ballard has been charged with grand theft by police in Port St. Lucie after authorities accused him of stealing the tool, but they didn't need to accuse him because it was hiding under his shirt. Anthony Brian Ballard said uh, is said to have entered a lawn maintenance store to ask uh, to break a dollar into change. He then went and sneakily placed a chainsaw under his T-shirt and left the store without paying. No, this is what I mean, though. You cannot sneakily put a chainsaw under your T-shirt. No, you can't. And Anthony Brian Ballard found that out. How do you hold it up? I mean, chainsaws are heavy. Maybe it was like a smaller chainsaw. I mean, don't they have different sizes of chainsaws? Maybe well, it was like a little yeah, or like a, like a branch chainsaw. Still. Okay. So, yeah, so he did try to smuggle out the uh, chainsaw. Well, I guess he did make it out of the store without paying uh, because uh, Anthony Bryan, he fled on a bicycle, but he was eventually found by an employee from the business who had tracked him down and held him until police arrived. Uh, Apparently, uh, Anthony Bryan had abandoned the chainsaw in a vacant lot nearby, but it was recovered. It also turned out that the bicycle that Anthony Brian Ballard was on was stolen as well. What? What are the chances? Oh my gosh, I'm just shocked. Well, Anthony Brian Ballard was booked in St. Lucie County Jail. Charges are pending. Wait, so the the store employee tracked him down and like tackled him and held him there? Or yeah, something? I don't know how. Like, if it was like really hot, maybe he was going really slow on his bicycle because it's hard. I mean, to I'll tell you right pedal. now, I'm not going to risk my life. With some dude who stole a chainsaw by trying to hold down that crazy person. No. no. That is not worth it. Someone who steals, like, a, a chainsaw from a store, like, seems like they'd be a biter. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I don't want are, any, like, those What like, are they using the or... chainsaw for? It's not cutting branches, I can tell you that. Mm-mm. What do you... What do you think the chainsaw's for? What else? Somebody who's stealing that chainsaw? That's not... It's not for, uh... It's not for cutting up the branches in his house. What? At his house. For? He's not trimming up the yard. You know what it's for. I really don't. I would really like you to tell me what it's for. It's probably for the bodies. Okay. Next up. Now, Greg, do you know who Lester Holt is? He's the NBC nightly anchorman. Oh, okay. He's the anchorman on NBC. Wait, on NBC? I thought that was Brian Williams. It's uh, NBC nightly. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that's a different thing. Yeah. Well, this is something that didn't happen with him. I just wanted to see. I, I recognize him. He's like Lester a black Holt. dude with glasses. That's a name that could be used for a million different things. I know. Lester Holt be... seems just like it's... Lester Holt. Does that... it sound... Is it like similar to a famous name? Because Lester Holt sounds so familiar to me. Well, he sounds like a linebacker. 
Lester Holt sounds like a linebacker. Okay. Played for Alabama. I could see him with the uh, Titans now. Linebacker Lester Holt. That's what he sounds like. All right. Well, uh, Lester Holt didn't do this. However, this happened when Lester Holt was working. <laughs> so NBC Nightly anchorman Lester Holt was in the New York City studio this past weekend. And, of course, as is one, it's nightly, so they're doing, you know, they're the news segment, if you will. Well, the TV weatherman that he was working with was caught with his pants down, literally, when a news report cut to him when he was supposed to be re- reporting, but instead he was actually peeing. <laughs> <laughs> so Lester Holt cued the studio to cut to an outdoor weather forecast. This guy was, uh, his name's uh, Mike Seidel. He was supposed to be there talking about the weather on location. <laughs> However, he didn't realize he was going to go to him so quickly. <laughs> and they went to him, and he was caught actually peeing on camera. Okay, but who is the cameraman that was filming him during this? An asshole is who yeah. he is. Yeah. Because, you know, so who, who was the guy that got caught? Uh, his weatherman, Mike Seidel. Yeah, that cameraman does not like Mike Seidel, or he would have turned that camera away from him while he was doing that. Yeah, so when... Just for that reason. <laughs> so when Lester Holt uh, ended up panning to him, uh, the cameraman shouted at Mike Seidel as soon as you know the camera was on him to look lively, and Mike and uh, Mike Seidel turned around and said, "Why?" <laughs> and then he's seen <laughs> as he's turning around, he's seen zipping up his fly and putting his gloves back uh, on. Uh, uh, so the uh, uh, the the weather, yeah. Uh. Uh, 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 so and yet the is... guy kept the camera on him that entire time. Yes, <laughs> dude. Was it like a remote camera? Did yes, they not he was have doing an actual a... cameraman? No, no, because the cameraman was telling him to uh, look lively, and the guy turned around and he's just <laughs> like, why? Uh, so he was supposedly doing an outdoor <laughs> forecast in Sugar Mountain, North Carolina. That is amazing. I don't know why, but... Um, that cameraman was a jerk. That <laughs> camera. Well, I mean, he, I mean imagine, imagine how bored he is. Well, and, and who knows what Mike Seidel did to that cameraman to make him want to do that. Well, Mike Seidel, I mean, if he's leaving the way that you can find the story. I, I was going to play the audio, but it's just not that entertaining. Yeah. Um, but you can even hear him. He's just like, why? When the cameraman's like, uh, hey, dude, let's do it. <laughs> and, and in what universe do you think that it would be a good idea to pee when you're like, on when you're like on hold as a like roving reporter and yeah. you know that they can go to you at any second. Oh yeah, no, a terrible idea. Yeah. That's that that's really funny. Yeah. So you go, that camera guy just uh made his money. <laughs> and finally Greg, I saw this story and I thought that maybe uh there's something there might be an idea for it uh for us in here. Okay. I think there might be. So there's this guy uh, he's from the. He's, he's. It doesn't say his name. He's a Czech online trader. Not trader like ah, I'm against the country, but like trader like. Would you like this bearskin? Okay, a trader. A not trader. A traitor. Yes, a okay. trader. So this guy, he's a Czech online trader. Uh, has started making a ton of money by online selling cans of air that he has from London. People were buying this. People are buying these cans of air. It's called Air from London, and that's through the website Etsy. So this guy claims that he has actual air from the 2012 Olympics when they were set in London. So he's saying he's selling these. The website says that the air formula within the cans consists of 20% Buckingham Palace, 10% Piccadilly Circus, 10% City of London, 20% Big Ben, 10% Double Decker Exhaust, 
10 percent uh, Tower of London, 10 percent the Tube, 10 percent Hyde Park. So what he's saying is he has collected all of this air, put it into a can, and is selling it on Etsy, and it is selling. Wait, so it's it's ten percent of all of this stuff. So he would open the jar like, uh, that's ten percent work, and then like close it, mm-hmm. then go to each one of these spots. This is this is what he's claiming. Yep. Okay. So this is what he's saying. So uh, right. he not only is he selling air from London, but he's also selling uh, prepackaged air. He's selling uh, tins of air from New York, Paris, Tokyo, Barcelona, and other places as well. And people are buying them. So each tin of air, which is basically made out of an old paint can, but kind of decorated, says like air of London or air of whatever, is uh, six six forty, so about like seven pounds, seven pounds a can. Okay. And ships in about ten to twenty working days. How many of these have he has he sold? It doesn't say how many of them that he sold, but it does say he sold a lot. And uh, even commenters on his Etsy site say that they're uh, very happy with their purchase. And one, uh, even one commenter in particular commented uh, thanking the seller for including a lot of bubble wrap in the packaging so the special air doesn't escape. Wow. Lesson being, people are stupid. And yeah. why? This guy's genius. I want to take advantage of this kind of stuff. I want to take advantage of, of all of these people. Mm-hmm. What else can we sell these people? Would they buy Portland Air? I think that's what I was thinking. I mean, Portland, you know, people like Portland. Yeah. Maybe we could sell Portland Air. Like 10% Willamette River Air. Ew, nobody wants Willamette River Air. That's they garbage air. They don't know that. They don't know it's garbage air? They don't know that. They're selling uh, bus fumes is what that guy was selling. Yeah. So throw in some Willamette River Air. Go up to Mount Hood. Have a little bit of Mount Hood Air. Mount Hood Air? Yeah. That'll cost extra. Powell's Air? Powell's Books Air. Yep. Ugh. Voodoo and I Donuts know, I know. Air. Voodoo Donuts Air. Voodoo Donuts Air. Maybe some air from the set of Portlandia. They don't know the difference. We'll just say it was from the set of Portlandia. Yeah. And then... Um, Maybe some... Some air from the Max. I guess Max Air. And then Ew. the Hawthorne Bridge. Bam. There we go. Hawthorne air. Bridge Air? Sure. Why not? What about West Hills Air? That's like expensive air. That's expensive air. That would cost more. Yeah. It's rich people air. It's being suggested in the chat, small batch artisanal air, <laughs> canned by professional mustache mustache wax makers. <laughs> oh, yeah, brewery. That's true. We need a brewery in there. Definitely. See, I'm thinking that we might have something here. All right. Let's start selling some air. And I'll, like, recycle, like, you know, and each tin is different from the next one, so we can just right. do it whatever, like, oh, here's an empty water bottle. This is going to be full of all the air. Get a guy with skinny jeans. And say, yeah. You, uh, this is like the third time you brought up skinny jeans today. No, it's only Did the second. Did someone make you mad this weekend? After it's only the second time I brought it up. I was bringing it up because I wore tights originally. Now I'm bringing it back up because of the fact I found the solid yellow line. And this has to do with Portland and, you know, hipsters wearing skinny jeans. That's being suggested maybe Providence Park Air so uh, the Timbers Army can be smelled. You, you don't want it. No, no I was no. like, yeah, Blazer Game. You don't want, I don't you don't think want any. want that air. But you want garbage Willamette River air? Nobody knows it's garbage air. You're, you're not supposed to tell them that. You want to be a flim flam artist, yes, you don't I tell do, them. because we don't want people to move here. So if they know that, the, that there's literally garbage and feces floating in the river that is in the middle no, of yes, Portland. You're trying to sell them the damn air. Don't tell them the air. You're not going out on the road with me when we're selling these things. You're sitting there, like, telling them all, yeah, it's all great, except for the 10% garbage air. Don't tell them it's garbage air. Keep that to yourself. Fine, I will keep a secret garbage air to myself. 
There you have it. You're going to have to stay in the truck if we're going out selling the stuff on the road. It's your world of crazy. <laughs> You're doing good, champ. Making it through, powering through, back on the road, in charge. I'm going to take over the steering wheel for a little while. Driving the big rig. Big rig called Ball Talk. It's being noted in the chat uh, by uh, Nipples, Flim Flam artist. Guess Greg thinks it's the 1920s. I'm impressed that I use the word Flim Flam myself, sir. Did you just use the word Flim Flam? I did, Flim Flam artist. Snake oil salesman. I'm Greg Debla. Let's talk balls. Balls. It's potpourri of balls, Sarah. It's a smattering of balls. Okay, thanks for clarifying that. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's not a lot. Let's start, start off with this, though. The San Francisco Giants had their celebration over the weekend. For their World Series championship. Oh, yeah, they had like a parade or something, Big right? Big parade, and of course, uh, World Series MVP Madison Bumgarner was there. A couple of things of note with him. A, supposedly, and I, know I don't follow baseball that much, but I did watch him, one of the greatest pitching performances of all time in a World Series. The guy's, regardless, the guy's, the guy's a cold, he's a badass motherfucker. <laughs> he, he's cold-hearted. Badass motherfucker, something in there. I'm working with it. Madison Bumgarner. At the parade, what he wanted to do though, because he's uh, from the south and I guess grew up kind of in the in the country, he wanted to ride a horse through San Francisco as part of the parade. That was his request, and the police department told him no. They said no, you can pose on a horse and we'll take your picture, but you cannot ride a horse through San Francisco. Okay. Mainly because they were worried about security concerns and people running up to him and then him falling off the horse. That's what they didn't want to have happen. Oh, okay. And then that would look bad for them. I think that's really what it came down to. So, but uh, the other thing is, of course, Madison Bumgarner also won that Chevy truck. Oh, but that, heard the, that really awkward audio. With the really awkward audio. Yes. If you want to ever see that, just look up World Series MVP trophy for uh, Madison Bumgarner. It is amazing, amazing audio of one of the most nervous people on earth ever giving him the, uh, giving him the, the award and, being, and presenting him with his new Chevy that he won. He did make note of. Madison Bumgarner did that. He has not received that Chevy yet. He has no idea where it is. <laughs> Nobody's. Wait, they get, didn't he give him the keys and everything though? Uh, too. I don't know if they handed him the keys during it, but he's like, yeah, I, I have no idea where that is. Nobody's given that to me yet. Oh God. So somebody probably messed up on that as well. Because generally they should have given him something, probably saying like it'll be shipped to your house or how do we ship it or let us talk to your agent and arrange that. He's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know where that is. <laughs> yeah, nobody's uh, <laughs> told me. Not that he needs it because he's a gajillionaire, but still. So there we go. Madison Bumgarner. Moving on to Ball Talk. We'll go to this. Here is a sponsorship that's been taken away. So it comes from Kent University. And Kent University has, an, just like many different, uh, many different colleges, they have an intramural football league where you can play football you know, intramurally and all sure. that stuff. And one of their teams is named the Rutherford Raiders. And a lot of these teams, I guess the intramural ones, they'll go out and they'll try to find local sponsorship to help pay for uniforms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. 
and this team was having a really hard time finding one, so they all had to pitch in and pay for themselves. Then they're like, well, yeah, but then we have this empty spot where everybody else has sponsorships. Let's just make one up. Why don't we just put Pornhub's logo on there <laughs> as a joke? So they did. They put Pornhub's logo as the sponsor of Rutherford Raiders' football team. Well, the university got found out about it and actually kicked them off and told them they would not be allowed to play with uh, while wearing shirts with a Pornhub logo on it. What? Which is ridiculous. I mean, there's nothing obscene about the logo. No. It says Pornhub, but I mean, it's a real thing, and I imagine it's really popular with college kids. Oh, I and bet. And everyone. So... They were like, okay, fine. And the thing is this, Pornhub, once finding out about it, even got a hold of them and said, yeah, no, that's okay. Use it. Use <laughs> Hell it. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll sponsor. They're like, we will offer you money. They wanted to give them money to keep the logo on those shirts, but now they cannot accept it because Kent University said, no. No. We will not allow it. That's too bad. It is. It is too bad. So, unfortunately, the Rutherford Raiders now have no sponsor and no logo on their shirts. Moving on to Ball Talk. This this is a rather harsh penalty, and it comes from the comes from Switzerland, where a fourth division Swiss soccer player. So I guess they, this is their fourth division. This is like really low. This is basically like the intramural football thing. Mm-hmm. So a fourth division Swiss league player has been banned for fifty years after kicking the ball in the referee's face and then spraying him with water. <laughs> wow, fifty years. So the incident occurred after the match where the unused substitute, so this guy didn't even play, hurled insults at the referee. Yeah, the the uh, players from Portugal. And um, so the referee gave him a red card. So the guy threw a ball at his face and then squirted him with water. At the referee. At the referee. That doesn't seem like the smartest thing to it's do. It's not a smart thing no. to do. It is not a good thing to do. However... 50 years is a rather harsh penalty. So they gave him gave him an end date, and I guess they backlogged it to June 5th, 2064, is when he will be eligible to play in the Swiss League again. Oh, wow. He's 28 years old, so by the time he's 78, he can, he can rejoin the Well, league. lucky guy. Yep. There we go. And finally in ball talk, we've got this Cleveland is a buzz. Because of the fact their hero has come home. Yes, LeBron James, of course, back playing for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Along with Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving and the rest of the team. And in accordance with that, Sarah, I feel it'd only be appropriate. Oh, no. If I share just one, just one, of the sure-to-be-many songs that are being written about LeBron James' return. This is from... Dre Leo. It's called Feeling Like LeBron. Hey, hey. I'm feeling like LeBron returning back to Cleveland. I'm balling, I'm balling, I'm balling swish. I'm feeling like LeBron returning back to Cleveland. I'm balling. I'm ballin', I'm ballin', so I'm feeling like LeBron. 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 Okay. All right. I know that I, I can't judge you today for not having your judgment about you. That's not even tolerable. And we're going to go ahead and drown that out. 
I'm stopping you because you're not aware of what you're doing. I'm not sure if you're aware of the title. It's called Feeling Like LeBron. Wow. That's what it was. Yeah. I couldn't tell from all of the vast assortment of lyrics that yeah. that would be what it was called. There was a lot in there. That's Dre Leo. Dre Leo TV on YouTube. All right, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Greg, I'm very proud of you. You've done good today. Thank you. You've done real good, Greg. Yep. Well, I think I'm driving the driving in now. You know, I'm getting near home, kind of making the turns, seeing the solid solid yellow line. But now I'm familiar with my surroundings. I know how to guide myself home, even with the fog, Sarah. I know exactly where I'm at. Right here at the Fun Employment Radio Studios. So I want to give a big thanks to Greg because uh, he could have easily not done a show today, which is why it's going to be a little shorter because uh, I think his mental unraveling is starting to peak. So um, sorry it's shorter than usual. However, um, thank you for coming in, Greg, because I'm just happy that we got (laughs) to do a show at all. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. I am here. Oh, my God. ship to port. Shut up. Listener party, November 14th. Holy shit. Oh, my God. (sighs) Please get your tickets now. Funemploymentradio.com. Pick up your tickets to the November 14th five-year anniversary party. We really want to see everybody there. Um, Honestly, the technical five-year anniversary is on Wednesday, and then the party's on the 14th. Holy crap. I didn't realize it was this week. It is going to be so, so, so much fun. We want everyone to be there. If you're considering, if you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go, or I don't like big events, or I don't, you know, what, there's so many different people that'll be there. It's all people that will be there for the same reason. We've had these parties now for five years going. It's full of awesome people. Like, you listen to this show. It's somebody else that listens to the show. You're going to have somebody to relate to, somebody to talk to. And it's not just us. It's all the other shows on the network as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really going to be a good time. Please don't miss out on this. We've, we're pu- putting a lot of work into it. We want to see you guys there. November 14th. Get your tickets. FunEmploymentRadio.com. Send us an email. FunEmploymentRadio at Gmail. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Mom, <laughs> Sarah. I just opened up the garage door, Sarah. Oh my god, stop it I'm off the road, but I know these roads I don't need any yellow line anymore Cruising on in I can just put it on cruise control right now It steers itself You guys are fantastic Coming up here in just a little bit On the Fun Employment Radio Network Will be drive The Dally Sessions Oh, the Dally Sessions the Dally today sessions, too Followed by Drive Time at the Drive-In <laughs> The Dally Sessions right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. FunEmploymentRadio.com. Subscribe at FunEmploymentRadio.com slash subscribe. And all of these things. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody. You guys are awesome. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. (laughs) Stay calm, my guys.